Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. <laughs> I virtually made it. Yeah, he is here in virtual form. We are doing Zoom session today. Um, if you do not live in the great state of Michigan, uh, you're probably not experiencing the weather that we're having, but uh, we didn't want Mike to die today. So here we are. Um, mm-hmm. we're, doing, we're doing a Zoom session today, guys. Still great content as always. Um, I would like to take just a small moment before we get going here to uh, dedicate this show to uh, Steve Guitari. He passed away this past week. Uh, he's a great, very big family friend of mine, uh, former football coach of mine. Um, and uh, he will be sorely missed. So this show goes out to you, Steve. We miss you. We love you, buddy. Um, but Mike, let's, we, we, had a, we got a ton of stuff to cover this week. We got to talk about Michigan, Georgia. We got to talk about Bama Cincinnati. And we're going to kind of, just kind of run through those games. There's not a ton to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly hit on Michigan state winning the peach bowl as well. Cause we want to be fair and bipartisan here on this show. <laughs> um, and then, you know, this week, guys, there's a lot of wrestling talk, right? We're going to be talking WWE day one. We're going to be talking about um, AEW's move to TBS this week. And we're also going to be doing our yearly wrestle kingdom preview show as well. So lots of wrestling coming at you guys this week. Um, lots of stuff kind of front loaded to start the year off, which is huge. If you're a wrestling fan, you know, the start of a new year, we're almost on the road to WrestleMania here coming up here at the end of the month for the rumble, which we're extremely excited to talk about. Um, if you're a football fan, the playoffs are right around the corner. We're going to talk a lot more about conference standings and, and those types of things and playoff matchups next week as we go into week 18. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're not talking a lot of baseball. There ain't nothing happening. We ain't talking hockey. They're all in COVID. We're not talking basketball. Pistons suck. Everybody, you know, we, we're, we did that last week. There's not a ton of change in some of these leagues. So um, if you're not a wrestling fan, still stick with us. Tune in. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll just be intrigued a little bit if we, as we build up these shows. Um, but, Mike, let's jump into the, the, the you know, the biggest – talk around town right is the college football playoff you know georgia and bama get the wins respectively let's start with bama cincinnati first just to get it out of the way and then we'll go a little bit Mm -hmm. more in depth i don't really think anything happened that was all that surprising outside of i think cincinnati trying to hang in the first half i I thought 17 to 3 i was like okay you know you're within shouting distance um they just could never they couldn't score they had Mm -hmm. they had no they had no ability to score they had no uh, the defense played i think their ass off and it's just one of those situations to where it's like only so long before they just grind you out and you just go, well, we just don't have enough. We just don't have enough athletes to compete with them. Yeah. My, my psychoanalysis last week tended a lot to the defensive side, mm-hmm. which I think the defense side did play very, very well. I think they did um, all, all my, things considered. Yeah. But my psychoanalysis did not understand that Desmond Ritter could not throw the ball forward and like complete passes. Um, as a fifth-year senior, I thought, and he's the number five project, uh, prospect on most draft boards mm-hmm. and quarterbacks going into this draft. So I was like, okay, he could really have a nice showing. If he had, like, a nice 400-yard, three-touchdown day, I think he would skyrocket up boards and, like, really show everyone who he is. Agreed. And I think this one really showed that, okay, if you want to take a quarterback in, like, the fourth, fifth route as a project guy, <laughs> he'd be fine. But he's definitely not one of the top three caliber guys. Yeah. Uh, in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but since they, I think, did everything they could to try to maintain, try to yeah. stay in the game, but Alabama just has way too much talent yeah. for them, and it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Do you think that they did it well? They did a good enough job 
to warrant a non-Power 5 getting back here again? Because I don't think this was necessarily an embarrassment from like, oh my gosh, they just looked outmatched. I didn't think that Cincinnati looked like they didn't belong. I just think Mm -hmm. that it looked like they didn't have enough talent. Like they just didn't have. And so I don't necessarily think that this should prohibit, and we're going to get into the expansion of the playoffs a little bit here in a minute, but like, I don't necessarily think that that game and the result, the, the score, I don't think tells the story of that football game. It was a lot closer mm-hmm. on the field and Alabama had to work for a lot. Um, if, if the game was, you know, you know, 35, nothing in half, you go, okay, clearly this is why you don't do this, but it wasn't. Yeah. And, and it was a football game. I, I, you know, I just, I don't want people to immediately just jump to, well, it was, what was the final score? 35 to six or something or 27 to six. Yeah. So 27 um, to six. I believe, so it's yeah. like, it looks lopsided, but in reality, it's like at some point the defense can't stop everything. And when you don't have an offense who can score consistently, it's going to look like that. Yeah. Well, I just, I, w- I was thinking about this before it came out because I knew this yeah. question was coming yeah. and I was just like, Rob, let's play a game. Let's play. <laughs> What let's go down the list here and give me the team that you think really beats Alabama situation. Mm-hmm. Would Notre Dame beat them or no. make it any more close? No. Nope. Baylor? Nope. No. Ole Miss? Nope. No. Oklahoma State? Nope. Michigan can't, State? Can't, can't beat Baylor. Nope. Can't beat Purdue. <laughs> U- Utah? Utah would be fun, but no. See, so, okay. So, and that leads you to I think the only team you could put in that maybe. Is Ohio State arguably is Ohio State that you could put in at four and would have had any kind of relative shot at beating them. And you probably should have beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl too. Exactly. So then after watching after watching that game, I go, you you went to a shootout with Utah. Yeah. Alabama was just going to put up even more than that. So um, I I don't think anybody would have been very competitive against Alabama. I think this would have been a two score game against anybody, even even Michigan. I think it was a two score game. So at least with the way they played, with the way they played. So. I don't necessarily think this is a you can never put a non-power five team. I think this is just you should explain the playoff mm-hmm. and have teams have like play to play these top teams. Yeah. I'm not even I'm not even looking at it's just include as many teams as possible. I'm just saying if you had Ohio State, Utah, and you had Ohio State beat Utah, and you had Ohio State beat like Michigan again to go play Alabama, at least you go, okay, this is our best shot. Yeah. Having right. a team play Alabama instead of going, I think. Mm-hmm. It might be Cincinnati. Yeah, right. Instead, let's just make sure. Okay, Ohio State is the best matchup. Yeah, and I'm sure the committee was really hoping Alabama just put up 50 and just ended mm-hmm. it, and because then it ends yeah. the conversation. But it didn't happen like that. And I think it's I think it's prudent to kind of you know if you didn't watch the games and you're like, wow, 27 to six. Yeah, it's 27 to six. But like, you know, Bama scored on their first drive, and then Cincinnati answered, and then you're like, okay. And then it was like, that was it for a while. Like it mm-hmm. was just kind of, a, it was a back and forth struggle. Like Cincinnati really came out and they, you know, defensively they're like, this is how we have to win the game. We have to do something. We can't allow them to score 30. And honestly, if their offense would have just showed a modicum of, of effort. Yeah. I think you would have been like, okay, if it was 17 to 10 or even 24 to 10, you would have been like, okay, you know, like this mm-hmm. is, you know, we're, we're in shouting distance. We're in range. You know, we just need a big play. And they just never got that big play, unfortunately. Um, let's shift focus to, to the other game, right? You know, we, all of our hearts were broken pretty much about six minutes into this football game. Georgia beats uh, Michigan. What was the final? 34 to 11? Yes, 34 to 11. Okay. So it was a 23-point game. Yeah. Alabama was a 21-point game. If you had squares and you had a one, Michigan helped you out with, the two, with that two-point conversion. Somehow, yeah. never happens. Um, 
you know, this game felt like an ambush in a lot of aspects of it. This is, and I, and I blame myself because I showed faith in them. And as soon as I did that, everything went to hell. Um, but this felt like how Michigan comes out for big games. This is the game that it, it was like, oh, there they are. There's this, there's the Michigan that we're familiar with. Um, now I'm not going to say, well, it's just, well, Harbaugh sucks and everything's terrible. You can't say that they, they went 10 and two, they, they went to the, they got to the dance at the end of the day. And, and they're one of the four best teams in the country. So you can't, you can't say that this is the same Michigan team. However, I was extremely disappointed with the lack of aggressiveness, um, by Michigan. And I was, I felt the moment overwhelmed them and Georgia's like, we just played in the SEC championship game against Alabama. This is every week mm-hmm. kind of thing and i think that's a huge problem for all these other conferences for the most part when they play these sec teams because it feels like the sec is just so far ahead of a lot of yes. these other conferences i don't know how you felt about it but that that was the biggest point that stood out to me yeah well to me i i actually i blame like i put a lot of the blame on the coaching play calling specifically the play calling i went, think i don't know what happened i don't know what well, where josh gaddis came it was like, it, like, oh, it was crazy up. See, no, the, see, the problem for me for Josh Gaddis was that when you play the, the way they call the games mm-hmm. before this game, they have so much more talent than everyone else. Like when you play Iowa and you're just faster and stronger than Iowa, mm-hmm. you can do those little like bubble yeah. screens and quick yeah. outs with Blake Corm and he could just yeah. beat you. Well, if you, look, when at you the, look at the Ohio State game, it was a total. If you look at the Ohio State play calling offensively mm-hmm. and then you look at the play calling against Georgia it's like two different people are calling plays. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, it's like absolutely insane to me. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have nine uh, five-star guys on Georgia's defense who are just faster and stronger than you, you have to do something. Different. You can't yeah. just run halfback dive bubble yeah. screen, third and 11. All right. I guess now we'll take the shot play, mm-hmm. try to get a first down and then punt every single time. It just yep. doesn't work like that. Yep. Um, my second point is, and I've been thinking about this a lot is mm-hmm. I think that, this would have been the perfect time to put in JJ McCarthy. I knew you were and, there, and I'm with you. And the reason I say that is you look at every team who's won the national championship since the college football playoffs started, and mm-hmm. you can go through and you go uh, outside of probably Mac Jones, because Mac Jones is very like systematic quarterback. He's not yeah, like a well, super mobile have, athletic when you, guy. When you have two top, but when you have quarter, two top 10 wide receivers, wide receivers and, and, and a top running back. 15 running back on your team. Oh, and by the way, a top left tackle. And the best defense you've ever seen. Yeah, I'm guessing he's gonna yeah. be looking good. But really yeah, yeah. But you you go through and you go, guys like yeah. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Tua, yeah. all yeah. these guys who are mobile guys who can get out, throw strong arms, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Kate just isn't that. Kate yeah. is your I'm gonna break you down, and yeah. that's really good for the regular season, and it's even good for the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. When you play a team like Georgia and in the second half, I, there was a lot of it where when JJ came in for that fourth quarter and he was just whipping the ball around, mm-hmm. and you could just see how much better he is at throwing the ball. His yeah. accuracy is better, and his ability to move on. Like once Cade, once the pocket collapsed on Cade, yeah. it was over. Like yeah. he, there's nothing he could do. I feel like JJ could have gotten out of it at least yeah. tried to make a play on it, mm-hmm. and so I think JJ in that game would have helped at least a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think they would have won by any means. The outcome, in my opinion, but I think it makes it more competitive through the game. Yeah, there was a couple takeaways I took from the quarterback play. Number one, I think you're right. I think, I think what this did was it made this quarterback quote unquote competition next summer very easy because Mm -hmm. 
it would have been a lot more difficult if Michigan wins this game and they win a national championship because you go, well, how do we not give Cade the nod? He just won a national title, but it's not, it wasn't like that. And, and, and I'm going to place a little bit of Cade's performance on the offensive line. I thought the interior, especially guard center guard were absolutely atrocious in this, in this football game. I mean, he was sacked three times in the first half. He couldn't step every time he tried to step up in the pocket to keep play alive. He couldn't. Um, now that is a, that is a representation of the offensive line play as well as the play calling. If you have nothing mm-hmm. for him to check down to, and you're trying to take, I listen, I understood taking deep shots. That's how, that's how Bama's going to beat Georgia on Monday night. And we get that. But at the same time, if you have no outlet for him to check down, because he doesn't have the time and you are unaware of like, Oh, we just don't know what to do. We don't have any, like you have nothing but shifty, speedy receivers. Mm-hmm. You have to help out your game. If we're looking at it, McNamara is the typical game manager quarterback. And we've, we've talked about this in the past where we said, you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Right. But in this moment, when you're facing talent, that is better than you, that is act- actively better than your best players you need something extra. And I think yeah. McCarthy being a better athlete, he's a better thrower of the football. He is, he's faster. He's just, he's just a better athlete. I, I don't yeah. know how else to say it. And yeah. And I, and I look at JJ as like, you watch some of these pro guys like Mahomes and Aaron yeah, Rodgers. like exactly. when the interior breaks down, he's it's like, okay, if I can, if I can shift to the right and buy yeah. you know, four more seconds to go mm-hmm. find someone, yeah. you have the receivers to break open, to throw mm-hmm. the ball to get someone. It's just yeah. when you're Cade and you can't, do that and you can't move out and you're just stationary mm-hmm. that's when that's how you beat guys like tom brady is yeah. you bring that into your pressure and brady can't move out so you just yeah. screwed exactly so I, I think that's why making that switch would have been yeah and i um, and very I think, important i think harbaugh i think thought about it quite a bit especially after that first half he's like god ah, but you know and someone's like well he's, he's loyal to a fault i go well put yourself in that situation He's also the same guy who got you there. He's the same guy who looked good against Ohio State. He looked good against, like, the two biggest games of your season. He had his best performances. So you can't – it's very hard if you're Harbaugh to be like, nope, yank the kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that Tua came back in the fourth quarter to win that national title game is a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. You don't see it yeah. very often. You know what I mean? And so um, – It's just it, – yeah, to me, yeah. it's just something I would have – like to yeah. see because I think when you're down, especially because if you were down like, yeah. like we're talking about the Cincinnati one, like a seventeen to ten, yeah. there's no way you would ever think about making that switch because no. you think you have at halftime it was like twenty four to three. Yeah, I'm like, what's what's the loss? What's the har- harm here? And, yeah. and switching out, and if if JJ throws three picks and you lose, yeah, Kate's not going to lead you yeah, anyway, so yeah. you're going to lose either way. So you might as well at least try to get that spark. Yeah. start the second half because you got the ball to start the second half. Yeah, I was disappointed with the defensive with the inability to get to the quarterback. Um, I thought that was huge uh, for Georgia. And I think Georgia, I think they just came out with a different mentality than Michigan did. Honestly, I thought Michigan riding high, you know, I thought they'd come out with a lot of fire and they didn't. And, and Georgia was like, no, 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 no. We want Bama. We want Bama again. And you, you really felt the de- it, It's not desperation, but you felt the urgency out of Georgia. You didn't see that out of Michigan. And I think that at the end of the day, you saw that in, in the trenches, right? Michigan's defensive line, one of the best in the country, was unable to force Stetson Bennett to have to make the difficult throw. Um, you didn't give your secondary the ability to make big plays like they've been doing all year. And because of that, you were dead and you were, mm-hmm. you were absolutely dead. And then on offense, the inability, I'm not even saying like, listen, we knew running the ball was going to be a chore against this, this Georgia defense. We knew that, but the inability to give Cade any modicum of time at all 
I mean, they hit one deep pass in the beginning, in the first half. And I go, okay, maybe, maybe that's what they needed to kind of get going. And it just, it was just stall, 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 stall. The play calling did not help. Um, mm-hmm. It was a bad day. It really was. It was a bad day for Michigan to look like they did. Um, if, if you would have told me they looked like, you know, if they, if the team that played Ohio state showed up, I think this is a different ball game, but it wasn't, it was a team that played yeah. Penn state. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. It was the team that played Penn state. They start slow and they went, Oh wait, Penn state's not very good. Georgia's the best, second best team, whatever you want to say in the country. And they're going to, they're not going to allow you to start slow. And, and mm-hmm. you were dead, you were dead from the get-go. Um, it was, it was just tough, but you know, yeah. the fact they got there, they got to the dance, I think is a huge step forward for the program. This is the best Michigan team that's been, since yeah in a long time i'd say probably yeah and i also yeah and i also look at this team and i go when you look at next year eric all already said he's coming Coming back back. he announced that yesterday they got that they got a transfer center who's the best uh run blocker center yeah he's the number one player in the transfer portal from virginia tech yeah yeah and and they got him to transfer over so he's going to be their starting center next year he's like a fifth year senior um getting jj blake quorum getting ronnie bell back with all the receivers staying like i think next year I think the one key guy they need to keep, and I think it utterly showed how bad they need to keep him, is David Ojabo. Yeah. Because he looked like you could say Aiden Hutchinson looked bad. Ojabo, you didn't even know was on the field. Yeah. Like at least I knew Aiden Hutchinson was playing the game. Yep. Ojabo didn't even look like he was out there. Like yep. it looked like he was benched half the game. And it goes back so, to my point, though, right? Of you look at it and I go, okay, Ojabo's got 12 sacks or whatever he's got on the air. I go, but how many are with Aiden Hutchinson on the field yeah. and how many are without him? And the answer is zero. It's mm-hmm. like he, Hutchinson was doing things outside of rushing the passer that Ojabo was not doing. That's why Hutchinson's mm-hmm. going to be a top three pick in the draft. He does more for you. Ojabo has yet to show that he can be the guy on that defensive line to go, you have to look out for that guy, not mm-hmm. this guy. Oh, oh, by the way, we also have to like, no, 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 he is the guy. And mm-hmm. we didn't see that yet. So I really think he should, I don't know if, if he's going to come back to school. I see, we've seen a lot of mock drafts and we're going to hit mock drafts heavy in a couple of weeks for sure. But, um, you know, he's still projected to be a top 20 pick, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me. I just, I don't, I don't personally think he's ready to leave, but maybe that's just the Michigan Homer in me. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ready to leave and I'm not the, biggest Michigan home. So. Yeah, for sure. But you, but going back to your point though, right? Offensive weapons wise, I mean, you're losing offensively. Hassan Haskins is you're, you're losing, which is, is, which is tough, but Donovan Edwards is just going to fill that role mm-hmm. immediately. Blake Quorum's right? still going to be there. Imagine a T formation set in the gun with McCarthy, Quorum and Edwards all standing next to each other. Yeah, who are you where, learning? Where, where's the hell's the ball going? You yeah, have no, exactly. you have no idea where that ball is going. And I hope that, you know, and then put Ronnie Bell, and Edward, Anthony Edwards, and Eric all in the end. You go, yeah. And then you put Anthony, you Anthony Edrell on the other side, the freshman yeah. stud who had yeah. like catch against Ohio State. Yeah. Go on the other side. It's like, where's the ball going? Yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. It's it's gonna be with crazy. one of the best offensive lines in football. This offense next year, especially through the first four, five, six games, should look. They're amazing. like easier schedule. Should look like one of yeah. the best. JJ McCarthy. I wouldn't be shocked if he's yeah. top of the Heisman oh, for yeah, at least for the first sure. couple weeks next year because he's yeah. gonna look very good starting yeah. next year. Absolutely. Um, let's talk Michigan state Pittsburgh real fast. Um, we didn't talk about this pre because honestly, you know, and we're going to get into that conversation in a minute with, with the sit outs and all that stuff and why I think it's the fair, it's fair for people to do that. Um, but I just want to, you know, I do want to commend Mel Tucker first off 10 win season, you know, considering your, your ceiling. Yeah. Your, 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 your thought was maybe six, maybe Mm -hmm. seven wins, right. Whatever. Um, you get a bowl game win right over a banged up Pittsburgh team, but you still, you got it done at the end of the day without Kenneth Walker, which I think is huge. Um, 
you know, it's the start, right? If you're a Spartan fan, I know a lot of people are extremely confident in, in where this program is heading and it's hard not to be, um, you know, you're a game away from the big 10 title game. You're, you beat Michigan um, for whatever the hell that's worth, um, you know, and you really just, you know, you're basically a Purdue win away from basically walking in because Michigan beat Ohio state this year. So it's, it's extremely interesting to see where that program's going. Um, if you're a Spartan fan, Mike, you know, how much confidence do you have going forward um, in, in, you know, the program and Mel Tucker? I mean, he's going to be here a while. He got a hundred million dollar extension, so mm-hmm. better deliver. And, and I mean, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, I was, I was going to say, I think, I think uh, the optimism is probably where Michigan's optimism is. If yeah, you're a big no state kidding. fan is, is um, you're, and it's almost the same as Michigan. Cause everyone was like, so Michigan's going to win nine games, yep. go to a bowl game, win or lose. And that's going to be your season. And Michigan State's was just slightly less, mm-hmm. which was like set six, seven wins, yep. make a bowl game. Hopefully you win or lose a bowl game. Literally the exact same, just with two win difference. Yep. Now both, I think going into next year, a lot of people are going to go, Michigan should probably win 11 games yep. and probably beat Ohio State again. And Michigan State should probably at least get to nine or 10 wins yep. and be in that conversation with everybody. Yep. So um, I think your expectations are high. And I think if you're a Michigan State fan, like if you're a Michigan fan, you're very optimistic going into next year going, if we can just put some pieces together, mm-hmm. um, recruit well, I think everything, I think it's very close to yeah. start to take off. Let me ask you this, because I got in a very heated conversation with a Michigan State fan, shout out to Dan Moen, um, about this. When I was talking, somebody asked me about what I thought about the Michigan-Georgia game before the game happened, right? This is on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And, you know, I kind of broke down the game and I said, this is where I expected Michigan to be. And I expect them to be in this spot every year. And and to be anywhere else for me is a disappointment. We've, we've talked about this at nauseum, right? Winning the Big Ten championship is great, but it only mm-hmm. is because you're getting a chance to win the national title. Um, and he kind of disagreed with me. He goes, it's very unrealistic to expect them to win every game. I go, no, it's not. And, and I think where you're at with Michigan state now at this point too, it's not going undefeated. It's if you're a Spartan fan going forward, it just like you're a Michigan fan where you have been, especially when Harbaugh got here, the expectation should be you're winning the big 10. That, that is where your expectation needs to be. And if it's not, mm-hmm. then I don't know what you're playing for, because as we've talked about, and we're going to get to this again, um, about the bowl games and people sitting out. I am at the point where you are a division one program in a power five conference. And I'm not talking about, you're not Nebraska. You're not Rutgers. You are mm-hmm. the top uh, half of your conference and you're paying your coaches $10 million a year. Now Harbaugh isn't right now, but I'm sure he's going to get a raise. Um, you are expected to be competing for a big 10 championship. If you're Michigan state, you should be, you, if you're a Michigan state fan and you're thinking, well, I don't think they, that they, that's where they should be. Then I don't know why you're so happy about Mel Tucker being here, because that is the only thing that you should be looking at is they should be competing for the big 10 and they should be competing to go to the final four. That is mm-hmm. where your ex- expectation needs to be just like Michigan and just like Ohio. Yeah. State. I, yeah, I would agree with like 95% of that. Yeah. The only thing that gives me a little bit of worry mm-hmm. is that you did beat Michigan. Yeah. But I think everyone can agree that you beat them, but like it's a very yeah, unrealistic way of beating them. This like year. if you if you played them this year, it's like eight out of ten, nine out of ten Michigan yeah. beats you. You were just Kenneth Walker had the greatest day ever. Don't disagree with that. Yes. Yeah. And to add on, on your side, you played Ohio State, who just absolutely murdered you. Yeah. So I don't I think Michigan State is in a spot where I, I would expect them to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not necessarily expecting them to win the Big Ten yeah. only because the, the two games that they lost yeah. were to teams that I think are substantially better than them. Yeah. Now, could they beat them? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But, like, I'm not – I guess, like, because of where Ohio State and Michigan are mm-hmm. on your side specifically, if Michigan State was on the other side, yeah. I would say, yeah, you should win your side and yeah. be in the Big Ten Championship game. That's ex- absolutely yeah. the expectation is. Mm-hmm. Where you're at with how Michigan and Ohio State are, I would be like, if well, you I- lose to anyone that's not them, I would yeah. be disappointed. But, like, if you go up and you lose by three to Ohio State and six to Michigan, mm-hmm. I'm like – Well, let me put it this way. Say, I, you know. Whether you think that they're going to beat them or not, I think it's a separate argument. I guess my point is, is that the fact that you're paying your coach $10 million, he's one of the highest paid coaches in, in the country at this point, right? And you are at a point now where there are expectations upon you and you are able to recruit well. You are not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not fighting for people to come here. Um, I do think at the end of the day, you should have the expectation that you are in the dance, right? That yeah. that that game against Ohio State, and I'm not even saying the game against Michigan because as we saw this year, very easily doesn't really translate but you should be expected to be competing at a healthy level with michigan and ohio state year after year yeah and see compete competing i agree with yeah but like not to beat them but like yeah yeah. i I, I understand what you're saying yeah yeah, like next year when we do our like pre big 10 rankings Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like okay i expect michigan state to be nine and three ten and two Mm -hmm. and if you have those two losses it's probably gonna be to ohio state and michigan right right everyone else you should be so like i'm not necessarily i guess like I mean, it's because I'm not like the biggest Michigan State fan, so I'm not going to hype them up super high. Yeah. But I'm not looking at them to go undefeated and beat everybody. No. I, like, I think that's unfair. Right. Really I just want, I just want, but I do think they should yeah. be competitive. Right. With and I everyone. think that they should be expecting that, listen, you're here and you are in the dance. Therefore, the expectation should the expectation be is, like that. Yeah. The expectation going into should. the season thinking, I want to be competing for a Big Ten title. You that, shouldn't be yeah. losing to Ohio State by 49 points. Yeah, for sure. It's Absolutely. basically where I have it. Like yeah, if yeah. you if you're competitive but you lose by three, I go, okay, that's that's like and, a good win for you for because you're not there yet. The same thing for Michigan, right? Like Michigan like brought Jim Harbaugh in for one reason. Win the Big Ten. Win the Big yes. Ten and get to the final four and and and, and have a shot and throw and throw your hat in the ring, right? That is where I feel like both big schools in Michigan should be at this point where yeah. that is your goal. And anything less than that. In my mind, outside of like, okay, well, we lost half the team in a plane crash or something stupid, right? Like, that is what should be the expectation for every season. (laughs) Now, there's going to be years where you're rebuilding. I get that. And there's going to be years where it's like, well, I mean, you lost 18 seniors. You go, okay, well, maybe this is going to be a bit tougher. But at the same time, the overall expectation is you look competitive and that you are in it to the end where you are fighting for that spot. If you're not, it's it. the bowl games, and we're going to get to that now, mean nothing to me if yeah. you're not in the final four. And let's get to that now because I think that's the reason. I think some Michigan State fans were getting a little bit of backlash. It was like, why didn't you cover Michigan State? I go, yeah, because it doesn't matter. And the reason why they don't matter is because of the Kenneth Walkers and the Kenny Pickett's of the world sitting out of these games because they know it is non not it is not smart business wise to play in these football games. And Mike. I think if nothing else, the more this happens, and it's going to continue to happen, especially with the Matt Corral injury that just happened, it is all the more incentive for the committee to figure the hell out how to get this expansion done. Because none of these, I don't care what you say. Well, the Rose Bowl was really fun. That's great. Guess what? The, uh, you know, half, if, if Chris Olavi got hurt, do you think he cares about winning the Rose Bowl? Nope, because the draft stock just dropped three rounds. At the end of the day, it's, it's a monetary decision. And... I don't blame Kenny Pickett. I don't blame Kenneth Walker. I don't blame any of these guys 
for sitting out of this. So mm-hmm. for me, it's either expand the playoff or basically just be prepared for if you're not in the final four, for no one to give a crap about what you're doing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the I think this the bowl season for college football has yeah. turned into usually around this time. There's there's no good TV on. No. And there's not a lot of good sports on either. Yeah. So it's like if you want to sit down and watch the PlayStation yeah. Fiesta Bowl <laughs> and have like two kind of good teams in, that's gonna be a relatively competitive game. Yeah, because you have nothing else to watch, that's fine. Yeah. But there, I don't think anything is essential viewing as yep. as a sports fan mm-hmm. during the bowl season outside of the final four. Yep. And so with that being said, that's why we don't cover the Michigan States and the Pittsburghs and the Notre Dames, because like win or lose, you nothing win a bowl changes. game, nothing but changes. nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I and so this was talked about at some like radio shows and stuff I was listening to. Yep. Is would it be more interesting? Now they never do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that cat. They'll never do it. <laughs> but would it be more interesting if your bowl game outside of the Final Four was the game that you start your season next year with? Would that be more interesting? Mm. Because then, and it, it makes because it makes the first game of the regular season next year relatively competitive. Yeah. Because everyone's like you're playing, you know, a top ten team or whatever. Right. Um. Like so, like if you open the season next year with Ohio State, Utah, I think yeah. that's a very fun first game where you're not just playing like. Oh, we're just gonna pull Ball State in for Week One. Like you're actually gonna play a legit team in Week One, and yeah. it's Week One way more exciting. They'll never do it, and it's like impossible to set up. And there's no oh, incentive for really... the teams to do it either, because oh, well, no. we have a loss, and now I'm behind the eight ball already. Exactly. Like like no one would ever want to do it, but I just yeah. think it would be so like it, 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 yeah. So I know it make bowl games anybody. more interesting if you just did them in the start of the next oh, year yeah. because oh, people absolutely. would want to watch them because yeah. you're ramping up your season. Now it's like you know, how since first games against Utah, it would be a good game mm-hmm. and it's a meaningful game instead of just these yep. throwaway bowl games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I you know, it wouldn't just, happen. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea, but I just no. think it's like, like an said, idea team, that I think teams would never do it because they're just go, oh, I'm good. Like Ohio state is like, why would I ever want to play Oregon again? Yeah. Like why did, why did we schedule that game? Makes yeah. no sense because now it's like, well, we put ourselves behind the eight ball. I mean, either way they lose Michigan, they're not getting the big 10 game, but point being, it's like, we just, we just screwed ourselves. For no reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why Bama never does it. <laughs> they just go, we have no incentive. The SEC is difficult enough. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, for me, looking at the Matt Corral injury, it is like the most obvious, like ding, ding, ding for, for mm-hmm. guys. And listen, I commend guys that want to go out there and compete. I totally get it, right? If I was in your situation, I'd probably play. But if I was going to be a top 15 pick, man, you'd have a hard time convincing me that this game means a whole lot when I'm about to go get drafted and, you know, especially like a guy like Kenneth Walker, you're running back. Your mm-hmm. life expectancy in the NFL is three years. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I mean, that like, that's the average. So it's like, you know, you got to make as much money as you can. And, and seeing an injury to Matt Corral, a guy who was supposed to be a top prospect in this draft, go down with an injury and you go, son of a bitch. And you go, this is why. And it's a hundred percent a reason why. So I think it diminishes the values of the bowl games. I think it diminishes the value of the results of the bowl games. I think it diminishes kind of everything. Like, I don't know how you felt, but when the BCS was still a thing and it was just all oh, top two teams go, I think it, it had a little more oomph, right? Because you're like, you know, like when Michigan got screwed uh, in 2004, they're like, we should have went to the final. We should have went to the the, 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 the finals, right? We should have went to the national mm-hmm. title game to play Ohio State again. And they didn't, but you're like, oh, but Michigan, USC, Rose Bowl, you know, third and fourth best team in the country or whatever, like that, like that's going to be a pretty damn good game, right? So I think yeah. you, could, you can make the argument, you're like, see, this is why we should have been in there. These games with the four teams in there, you go, you're not even close to sniffing 
mm-hmm. Georgia or Alabama. None of these teams are. So it's like, it just, it's like, okay, it's there. It exists yeah, I, for you. Yeah. It, like, like I, I always feel like, especially for the, like the, like pack 12s and stuff who yeah. normally don't have teams in there. Right. Like it's like getting to the Rose Bowl was like getting, yeah, Utah was because, thrilled with getting to the Rose Bowl. And I was like, I guess that's good for your in particular program, I guess. I mean, yeah. because we have bigger programs in the state that the, the expectation. Yeah, like if we, if we were if we were a fan of like Iowa or like yeah, Iowa State. Who's on Minnesota or whatever. It's yeah. like getting to the Rose would be huge because like we never get to mm-hmm. a big bowl game like that. Yeah. But when you're in Michigan and Michigan State and our rivals, Ohio State, yeah. every single year, at least one of the three get in there. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's your expectation now. It's one yeah, of your right. three should be getting in there. So exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just a difficult sell for I sure. think I think with the BCS, it's like Michigan was never really normally like ever the one or two. So it's yeah. like, all right, winning the big ten, getting to the Rose Bowl is like a big deal because that's yeah. like yeah, that's like your your big game. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, that was the goal, right? It's like oh that was the goal of the Rose Bowl. Yeah, we yeah. won the Rose Bowl, you know. But Ooh. now with four teams, it's like you have more chance to win the national championships. So now it's like yeah, win the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Come on, it's not that hard. Come on. Yeah, you get in the damn tournament. What's wrong with you? Like, yeah. Nick Saban's yeah. been able to do it like 12 times. Like, what's the problem? But he's yeah, done, he's done sure. eight out of nine years or whatever. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Not, sure. It can't be that bad. He plays um, in the SEC. Next week, guys, we will talk. We're going to preview, you know, the day before the game. We're going to preview uh, Georgia, Alabama. Um, we're going to make you guys wait a whole week on that because A, it's not going to be that much different, I don't think, than the first game. Um, and B, it's two SEC teams and well, screw the SEC. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to know where I'm going to go, just look at my tweet. I yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Follow Mike on Twitter uh, at Mike Merkel, because um, yeah, I think his tweet kind of says it all. It's pretty, pretty astonishing actually, but I digress. All right, let's just focus here. Let's jump in the squared circle. Let's talk a lot of wrestling actions uh, this week. Let's start off um, with day one. Let's, let's go there first uh, because it already yeah. happened. Um, and then we'll kind of okay. do the previews back to back here. Um, you know, so WWE day one happened. So caveat while Mike's pulling off results here, um, you know, Roman Reigns out of this show, he had COVID. Um, let's hope to God that he is asymptomatic and he's back. Um, you know, as we all know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, due to his ongoing, uh, fight with leukemia, you know, he's in remission right now. So he's immunocompromised. So getting something like this is scary in, in a lot of aspects based on his tweet. He didn't necessarily sound like, I'm going to be out for a long time. He was like, I'm going to try to get back as fast as possible. Um, no, but I haven't seen any reports. I don't know about you, Mike, from like Meltz or anybody saying like WWE is like afraid for him or anything like that. They're just no. like, well, this sucks. Let's, let's get him out for 10 days and he'll be back. Let's, yeah, I, I, I think, I think with the, uh, with what happened. So I think yeah. it's just like very quick. Yeah. It's going to be a quick, I think he'll be back by rumble time. I do too. I do All, too. Only because I think there's going to be a couple quick swaps of a certain title that we're going to talk about. And yeah. then it's just going to set some stuff up. Yeah, let, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, Royal Rumble this year is going to be very interesting. Uh, but well, let's yeah, get today. We'll, I don't know. Get, shut up! Don't it got way more. That. It, don't it got way that. more interesting. Stuff. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. So, um, but let's talk about it though. I, you know, first off, thoughts on the Saturday pay per view? I actually really enjoyed it. I'm I'm I've, I'm a big fan <laughs> of it being. I didn't Saturday. even know it was happening yet. You. Yeah, I know. I, I'm a big I fan. I forgot yesterday was the first. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I did too, actually. But I'm a big fan of Saturday pay-per-views. Like, the Rumble's going to yeah. be on a Saturday. I am yeah. totally AEW down. always sells theirs on a Saturday, which I just yeah. think it's yeah. always better. Yeah, it's just nice. I never understood why they did that on Sunday. 
Don't get it either. I never understood. I was, like, I was like, I was like, no I... one's gonna wait up till 11 p.m. to finish this pay per view and then go to work at 6 a.m. the next day. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, um, you know. So overall, I, I thought the show was solid. Right, you you missing the Brock Roman match. Rock got yeah. inserted into the WWE title match, which we'll talk about in a minute yeah. here. So we didn't see that. I think this is like the standard WWE pay per view where you start strong and finish relatively strong. Yeah. And the middle is just a just, whole bunch of like, yeah, stuff you don't shows. care about. Yeah. You just don't you care don't about stuff. Um, yeah. I honestly wish they would have put Shinsuke and Sami Zayn on this show for the IC title. I thought it was going to be, and it didn't. And it definitely, true. and it definitely could have been like you could have shortened up a couple matches here and we'll get to that um, and put that on here and like the middle of the show just to kind of wake people up again a little bit and i think it would have been yeah. wrong. but let's go through it here um open the show tag title match right yeah smackdown tag title match we had yep. usos defeating the new day in 17 minutes which is always a solid match uh, actually, like i said always, i thought it was great always I thought solid. It was great they open up i was like literally when the usos music hit i went they couldn't be opening the show with a better match no, I mean, to start the year off right and like the whole motif of day one, you know, it's the first day of 2022 and all that good stuff. Um, to have your two best tag teams for the titles, they're, they're both killing it in their respective areas, and you're just like, oh yeah, this is going to be a banger. And they gave them the time to do it. Um, yeah. you know, Roman being out of it, I thought this was really good. I love the finish, I thought using the 3D as the finish, and they're going to kind of start using oh. that now. Big fan yeah. of that. Glad there wasn't a title change here. Didn't think the New Day needed it for the umpteenth time. Um, I don't really have any complaints about this match. It's it's Usos New Day. I mean, there's there's really nothing yeah. else to say about it. It's it's just good. Yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, not much more. Uh, so we had uh, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss, finish in nine minutes. By far the worst match on the show. Yeah, but I think the interesting thing that comes out of this mm-hmm. is the reports that McIntyre has a lot of neck issues. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you saw those. Yep, I did see that. Yeah, and so yep. with him having neck issues, yeah, and stuff that happens later in the show, mm-hmm. those are kind of my picks to win the role. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I. So I'm like, where are we going? I know, and I'm I'm really excited to talk about the Rumble here in a couple of weeks because I think there's just, and I'm I'm hoping that television kind of sifts it out a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Where maybe we can kind of get a view. And like I said, it's hard to talk about all this without talking about the main event, but yeah. Um, We'll yeah, it's one of those things where you just go, I don't know. And so I don't know if he's going to be out long term or if it's uh-huh. one of those things where we're just going to give him a, a couple weeks and then he's just going to come back at the Rumble. Like everyone's like, oh, McIntyre's back. Oh, my gosh. Like from his mm-hmm. – because they wrote him off a of tell. We can talk about that. They, after his match, he beats Matt Cat Moss, shocker to nobody, goes back, does a, he does a b- backstage interview thing, and then the Corbin and him attack him, right, hit him, with a ch- hit him with a chair and a pipe or whatever the hell it happened and got contusions or some crap that they make mm-hmm. up. But legitimately, he's got some neck issues going on. So he was pulling double duty at live events because of the COVID stuff. He was doing, he'd been doing a lot for the company. Mm-hmm. So he's really was really being a trooper for him. Um, if anything, I'm hoping this is just, hey, let's give you three, four weeks, let you heal up, yeah. sit at home, you know, get them because they don't know the full extent yet. Hopefully it's just, hey, you got some wear and tear. Let's, let's chill out. Right. Cause we've seen it even before, like with the edges. Um, and those kind of guys, even like when they were in their prime coming back from an injury, you know, like when Edge came back from his Achilles, comes back, wins the Rumble, but he didn't wrestle basically any yeah, until Mania. Until Mania. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's easy ways to protect Drew if they still want to go his route um, mm-hmm. and, and keep him healthy if it's not a long term thing, which, especially on the Raw side, especially on like the top end of the cards here, they really need they, they need him for Mania season. Yeah. Um, so next we had the Raw tag match, RK Bro defeating the Street Profits in 11 minutes. Um, 
this one, like most of the other matches on the show, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. That was about yeah. what I expected. You know what was interesting about this match, though, is that Street Profits worked heel in this match. Which mm-hmm. was really interesting. I was like, well, oh, all right, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, what's it, Riddle's going to NXT uh, yep. Tuesday yep. to work mm-hmm. babyface yeah. with uh, the other numbnuts yeah, well, that they're working yeah, they're, with. Yeah, they're, they're going to work in a six-man tag. It's going to be Riddle but, and MSK, MSK versus, whatever. Uh, Imperium, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, all right, so they're kind of turning him face for that reason, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, cool. Orton and them have been baby faces for a while, and I, Street Profits are. I guess they, they did the I both post-match yeah. handshake. But it yeah, was I was gonna say they they have a lot of heel tag teams, mm-hmm. so I was like, that makes sense that they finally turn them. I guess they're not fully heels ever, but yeah. like, well, it's, it's to make them, them be officially Orton, face, you know. And you're like, oh, yeah. we're friends and stuff. I I actually really am liking the the Orton Riddle combination. I hate the name, but that's beside the point. But like, I really yeah. I really am actually enjoying them as a tag. I think they're really starting to gel. Um, I thought this was a really solid match. I'm kind of over the Street Profits. I'm ready for them to break up and Montez Ford to go on zone. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of that. Uh, I Problem is they don't have any more tag teams, so they I gotta know, find some. I know it's just yeah. For me, I just I'm kind of over the the thing. Like, I think Montez Ford could be a star. Um, D'Angelo yeah, Dawkins, yeah. I do not, but it's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. Plus, they came uh, out with celebrities. They came out with the group Migos, and I was like, oh, there is a zero percent chance titles are changing when they walk out with a celebrity. So. <laughs> uh, next up, we had our only, I guess now, second only singles match: we had Edge defeating the Miz. 20 minute match, which I thought was maybe a little too long for what Edge and the Miz are going to bring for you. But yeah, nonetheless, Edge and the Miz, you know, good match, not great, but yeah, Edge yeah. wins. And you know, for me, I thought I, you know, so I was watching this match, I go, this match is going to be a lot slower than some of these other matches are going to be, right? I don't think it was bad though. You know, I was glad that they, I knew, I kind of had a feeling, I'm like, okay. At some point, Maurice is going to get involved. She did. At some point, I'm like, I'm assuming we're going to see Beth Phoenix here. I thought maybe they would screw Edge out of this match, right? Give Miz the win, and then Beth Phoenix come down. You know, we have the stare off kind of thing, and we set that up as a mixed tag for the Rumble or or whatever, right? All right. We almost saw that. Are we? Are we? Uh, are we thinking that it's going to come at Mania? No, I don't. I hope it's not. Honestly, I don't think they okay. can keep it that long. I, I would like. See, to, I, I just rather than blow it off at the Rumble and have Edge. See, I, I have. See, I think that like Beth Phoenix makes a shocking return and eliminate Maurice, who comes in as a shocking return. Oh, okay. There and then, yeah, yeah. and then you have like Miz eliminate Edge or something from the yeah, Rumble, right, right, and then right, it's right. like, oh, you eliminate me, I eliminate you, blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. Okay, match with me. Let's hope not. They love their. They love their big tags. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know. With real life yeah. couples, it's weird. Um, I hope not. I hope they just blow it off. I hope it's like the opening match of like the Rumble, and then they're just blowing the Rumble. I'd be fine with that too. Like mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, with her coming out at the end, right? And you're like, okay, blah 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 blah. You know that's where they're going. It's just yeah. when are they going to blow it off, right? I just don't know if you've got enough to really just like. I don't know if you can. That's three more it, months. I'll just, I was just say this. That out. This last month. Yeah, last, like, three weeks hasn't been very good. I don't yeah. know if they can do three more months. That's kind of my point, right? And I think honestly, you know, depending on what they do with the Rumble, right? Like, Ed, there's a lot of people you can put with Edge right now, and I think it'd be dynamite. Like, I, I, I think you could do something with Kevin Owens. I think you could do something um, with an AJ Styles. I think there's a lot of people that you could pair up with Edge and it go, oh, that's semi main on night one or night two because it's mm-hmm. gonna be a two night at WrestleMania again. Um, you got a lot of options there. I thought this was solid though. I, I mean, nothing wrong with it. I dug the, I dug the edge entrance thing. You always get me with a nostalgia pop for mm-hmm. me when they do the brood stuff. Um, but this was solid, you know, Miz yeah. delivers edge delivers n- nothing crazy. Yeah. 
uh, co-main event, we have Becky Lynch. Both wrong from the spot. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan in a 17-minute match. Wins. Um, I really thought this maybe where Liv Morgan wins. I feel like now that she didn't win this one, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, are you ever gonna win? Yeah, she had a good she had a good like, showing in this match. Yeah, she she's actually like better, a lot better than what she used to be. Oh yeah. Uh, but I also just don't see it with Becky. Like I want Liv to have like one match with like, Sasha. Yeah. To really get me to see like what Liv has. Mm-hmm. Because like Becky's not like a worker for me. So mm-hmm. I'm like their matches are just boring because I don't like Becky as a worker. No yeah. offense to Becky or anything. Yeah. But like put her with like Bianca or like Sasha or like Charlotte and just let me see like how they roll together. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was solid. I thought it went too long for sure. Yes. I think you could have cut five minutes off and it would have been the same result. The finish was weird. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't really dig that either. But outside of that, it was just, it was, it was okay. You know, I thought it, I thought it showcased Liv. I thought it made Liv Morgan feel like she was supposed to be there, right? It made her feel yeah. like she was good enough to be in that match, which I thought was solid. If if, if she just steamrolled her, I'd have been, I'd have been annoyed. Um, you know, I think Becky doing this heel run thing, I think is actually getting better as time goes on from a from a character standpoint, you know, with like mm-hmm. the goat jacket. I thought that was really clever, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, this match was just kind of here though. Like I said, went too long, just just a little bit too yeah. long for me. I think that's what hurt this. If you cut it off a couple minutes, I think people go, that was a pretty solid effort from, from both mm-hmm. ladies. Plus, I think for me, this show takes a massive hit just because you know Roman's not going to be on here, and with the anticipation of man, that they're they're going to assume you're going to set something up for Mania, and so not knowing what's coming in the main event, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. I felt like during this whole show, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well, no title change there, no one's come back yet. What are we? What you know, like what are we doing? Yeah. You know, why well, do you have a pay per view happening? Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm like, man, we got everybody who's retaining, which all makes sense. It's the thing. It's like I couldn't disagree with any of the booking either. Mm-hmm. It was just like, like what you know, like we're supposed to be starting something off hot, and we're so far we're just status quoing, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then the main event happens. <laughs> yep. Our main event is a five way WWE title match. We got Biggie, Bobby and you know when the second i knew that brock lesnar was gonna win this match well i know the second i knew is when he came out last oh yeah i that's why he it, came out fourth and know, he came I, out last i went I literally oh, said this. i was watching this and i went oh so biggie's coming out fourth and he's the champion Okay, and I go. I guess I get it because Brock's the big attraction. But if that's the case, have Brock be first. Yeah, exactly. go in the first. I was watch like, everyone else come out. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I guess. And I was like, this isn't boding well. And that, I, I literally had it in my mind. I, I I went in with the expectation going in. I was like, as long as I see a title change here, I'll go. Okay, this pay per view was at least worth it because we, we've got something to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. That was my that was my mindset going in. And then Brock gets added and I go, okay, well, I don't think they put it on Brock because if they do, what the hell does that mean? And yet they did it anyway. I actually, getting to the match though, before we kind of go into implications here. You know what, uh, real quick, you yeah. know what this match reminded me of? Do you remember the SummerSlam like four years ago? Of like, course I do. Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think it was like Goldberg or something. Like yeah. before, or Braun Strowman was in there or something. Mm-hmm. And there's like a four-way. And literally, it was like the worst match ever. But they just threw each other through like everything and everything. Yeah, and the match went like six minutes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what this. Yeah, was. yeah no, it was I actually really... galore. 
Yeah. And like they were just going to each other through like barricades and tables and everything. And the mm-hmm. last one wanted like eight minutes. I was like, so yeah. all right, cool. That was cool. With the with the time amount, it was interesting to me because it was like, okay, what I, it makes me now more interested than ever is what the hell were they gonna do with Roman and Brock? Like, what was that match going to be? Right. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, this would have been a perfect opportunity. Shave a couple minutes off. Like you could have had McIntyre beat Mad Cat Moss in a minute and a half. You could have had Becky and, and Liv cut three, four minutes off, give me a solid fatal four-way, and then still give me an eight-minute match with Brock and Reigns, and it'd be really good. And you just go, okay, that was a solid show. Mm-hmm. So the way they did this, I actually really enjoyed the fact, though, that everybody kind of had their moment to shine. Everybody hits their finish. Um, you had – I loved the spot and the camera work of Owens hits the swanton, misses with the knees. Rollins off camera comes out of nowhere, hits the splash on Big E. Thought that was fantastic. Um, you know, made everybody shine for that minute. And then Brock coming in at the end, how shocked were you that Brock pinned big outside of Brock winning, which I was shocked by, but having Brock pin big E, especially, you know, specifically, I thought Mm -hmm. was very interesting because, and they even made note of it on commentary. Like he took it from Big E. He didn't pin mm-hmm. Rollins. He didn't pin Owens. He didn't pin Lashley. No, 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 no. He pinned the WWE champion. So there is no room for Big E to come in and be like, well, you didn't beat. There is no, yeah. you can't do any of that. So I, it's yeah, like they're like, think, nope, we're, you out. I think it's because they solely set up. So like Bobby Lashley, every time they had any, yeah. any kind of stuff together, Bobby Lashley basically beat Brock Lesnar in it. Mm-hmm. He speared him through the barricade, speared him in the ring for the mm-hmm. two count, and then had him in the hurt lock submission yep. thing yep, yep, yep. until Big E and, broke and, it up. Yeah, and Brock didn't break it either. And Brock didn't break out of it. Yep. So I think they were saying that where if he pins Big E, mm-hmm. like you said, there is no yeah, Big I can't, can't oh, challenge. Big I can't, e can't I can't challenge. Yep. I can't come back because you beat me for it. Yep. So now you could just insert Bobby right in there and Bobby. And can that's be like, where they're going, I think. And that's exactly where they're going. Yeah, it, it, with the tease, you kept coming back to Bobby and Brock. It's weird that Brock's a baby face because people cheered, but they were also like, I don't know what to do right now because I'm very yeah, they're like, we're supposed him. to kind of hate you, but like you're really cool. And yeah, you're a baby well, face. let's think, but you're a baby face against Roman, but like you just beat Big E and we're kind of behind Big E. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. I don't really know what's happening. Um, but I thought the match was solid. Um, yeah. you know, I wish it would have got more time, and I think it would have barring brock and roman actually having a match right i think this the card would have definitely shifted in quite a bit yeah i think they just gave everyone like two three more minutes yeah absolutely um i thought it was good though like i said sometimes matches like this where you don't you can't catch your breath until the end and you just go whoa like i just felt like i got Mm -hmm. whooped off my feet is fun and i think that's Mm -hmm. what this was i thought every man looked good um kind of outside the big e unfortunately um but let's talk okay so lesnar's champion now okay and it's like what the hell do you do? What what is what is gonna go? What is happening? I don't know what's going on. So I mean, I'm assuming it's Lashley and Brock at the Rumble, which takes Lashley kind of out of the Rumble match, who's another would have been for sure favorite. I don't know what the hell's going on, and I don't know what's going on at the Rumble, and I don't want it one of those situations where it's like we have the Rumble match and then a title match, like like to pre- no. like they did with Rock yeah. and Cena that year. No, because if they do that, I'm gonna be super pissed. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what the hell's happening. And I don't think, you know, we talked, we joked about it last night going back and forth, like, oh, maybe they're going to do some stupid unification match. I don't think that's what they're going to do at all. Um, I, don't I, I do think Brock, it's, I don't even know if Brock makes it to Mania with the title. 
No, I don't think so. Okay. But see, okay, so here's so I think they go one of two routes with it. I think it's either one. I think see, I get the title off him. <laughs> so I think that they want they I would assume they want Lesnar Reigns is what I assume they want at me. I'm assuming so that as well. So if we're gonna take that under the assumption, right? Yeah. I think there's one of two ways you could do it. One way I think it's very unlikely, but I think it's bigger number wise mm-hmm. in terms of like it's a way bigger match yeah and then there's another way it's just like the regular match <laughs> so the first way which is like the lesser way probably is i think don't they still do like elimination chamber right before yes they still is have that one, still like yeah, they've got rumble or there's a pay-per-view right before yeah no they do they have rumble and then i think there's a show right before right after yeah. like in in february and yeah. then I think that's it. I can probably even look. Keep going. I'll look it, look up. it up. Okay. But so I would assume at that pay-per-view, I'm going to assume it's called Elimination Chamber, but like it mm-hmm. could be like Fastlane or whatever they do. I think at that point is when Lesnar will drop the title mm-hmm. and then we'll just go right into Reigns and go, we were supposed to have that after day one, but let's have it at Mania. Yeah. So I think that's a very easy way. He can like, he can like interfere in a match or something in Reigns' match or whatever and then like get it. You have squinted eyes. What is it? I don't know what this superstar spectacle is on January 26th, a couple days. That must be a house show. Yeah, it's probably a big house show. Oh, that's 2021, though. I'm sorry. Continue. Sorry. I'm I'm stupid. I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, what the hell is this crap? Okay, sorry. I I, I was I was thrown off in the worst mm-hmm. of ways. But yeah, so looking at this though, just to quickly jump in here. Rumbles on the 29th. Apparently they have super showdown unconfirmed in February as well. And then they've got elimination chamber and then WrestleMania. So take super showdown out of it. Cause that's garbage. Um, chamber is definitely in February or March. And then obviously mania is in April. Yep. So. so, so I, I assume at yeah. chamber. Yep. Rain or uh, Lesnar goes in the chamber, mm-hmm. you know, uh, actually, you know, what's even funnier is what you can do. You can do the edge of 2009. Oh yeah. You can have Lesnar lose the title at the open. Yeah. And then Lesnar beats someone up and then enter yeah. the chamber versus Reigns. Yeah. And then you can have Reigns go through the first five people and Lesnar come out sixth pod and just like crucify him really quickly. But yeah. it's like Reigns can go, bro, I just went through four of the people before I fought you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then you can have the rematch of Mania. Oof. That makes it even like yeah. simpler for me. And then you get yeah. the title off of Reigns for a little bit. So mm-hmm. like you get you a get second Reign going. Yeah, you, you get, get a little break. break of Reigns for a minute before you get it right back. Mm-hmm. So you could do that now because of elimination chamber i think the more glorious like the way that well you get the biggest appeal out of it yeah is if you do title for title and you do yeah. lesnar versus reigns for a title and you have yeah. lesnar win the rumble to qual to like oh, be like i God. want that title it's so bad oh. actually they don't even need to have him in the rumble they can do what they do at wrestle kingdom where the winner of the oh rumble yeah there's night one night two yeah challenges yeah challenges yeah, night yeah, one they could do that night two faces reigns Yes. Right? Yeah. So you like, could. Yeah. So you could have. Not, yeah. You could. You could do. Year. You could do like McIntyre versus yep. Lesnar. Yep. And night one yep. winner. You do Lashley versus Lesnar. Get that match. You know, if they don't get at the yeah. Rumble, everyone, everybody wants to see Les- Lashley versus Lesnar. Get that at mm-hmm. the at night one, right? Lesnar beats Lashley. You got a good match out of that for eight minutes. Night yeah. two, Brock Roman for all the. Models. Either way, I would. I would prefer my elimination chamber route. Yeah. Of him losing the title at Chamber and the challenging Reigns later, mm-hmm. and then have a WWE title match all. All yeah, but if you wanted like the grand scope of like champion versus champion, two huge yeah. mountain, good whatever, I don't know, they have a lot of on top with two titles, yeah, wow. So you could you could do a lot of that. So you could do, I could see that honestly. 
and plausibility it's not very high but i actually was like thinking about this when we talked about it. i was like booking it in my head and i go yeah because then the next night roman comes out on raw both titles right he just basically hands over the universal title and says and he's like i don't want this anymore. it's like i've done it all with this already i'm gonna be the wwe champion now he switches over to raw you know everything just kind of stays status quo and then you've and got, SmackDown, you have now, a now big like yeah. 16 man tournament to yeah, decide who's exactly. the champion and there got, and... yeah now you've got rollins and owens and all these guys gonna face him instead and you've got somebody mcintyre takes the universal title on the other side or something and you just you're rolling so yeah. i could totally see it you know um where he just goes i can't defend both kind of thing here you go whatever mm-hmm. head of the table i can do what i want blah 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 um i'm interested because Lesnar winning the title, nobody had it, right? No one, no one ever was like, oh, Lesnar and Reigns are both gonna be world champions at the same time again. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is happening? I, you know, for me, it's if they want Lesnar Reigns, they have to do some sort of multi-man match. They can't just have Lashley beat Brock. So that's what was interesting about teasing Lashley versus Brock for the rumble, is because you look at it and you say, Is Lashley gonna beat Brock? How the hell does that work? Because you can't have yeah. Lashley beat Brock and then Brock still enter the Rumble, win the Rumble, and have and make me think at any chance that he's going to beat Roman. Which, by that's the way, like, in no circumstance do I think Roman should lose to Brock at Mania. If that's the final match that we wind up getting to, I there is mm-hmm. and no and no level of should Brock beat Reigns. No, because and it's also because Brock beat Reigns the first. I guess not technically the first time, but like. Well, yeah, he beat him at Mania. He beat him at Mania at least once. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. well, 31 was when Rollins cashed shit. So yeah, right, right. Yeah. Match. But, but the 34, he beat him. So it's like yeah. so it's like when you do this trilogy of matches, you have mm-hmm. Reigns finally overcome Lesnar at Mania. Like, yeah, and I think, too, it, it would be very I think Reigns has to win it. But. Yeah, I think it'd be very a la Rock Austin at 19, WrestleMania 19, where it's like, I've done everything. I've even beat you on different on other pay-per-views, but I still haven't beat your ass at WrestleMania in the main event mm-hmm. type of deal. I think it yeah. can very well go that route. Is Which so is also funny. why I think it'd be more fun if if they do the Edge 2009 thing where mm-hmm. he loses yeah. Brock loses the WWE one in the mm-hmm. opening one. Yeah. And then comes in later and beats Reigns that way after yeah. he goes through a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, now mm-hmm. Reigns has a reason to want to fight Brock. Mm-hmm. And then like and he's like, I've never beaten you on the stage, blah, 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 blah. I want that championship again, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. And Lesnar's champ. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, think it would be a lot of fun. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, in some in some ways, it's it's kind of fun because the fact that we there is a multitude of ways that we're going to get there, right? It, it makes you want to be like, okay, like I'm going to tune in Raw just, mm-hmm. just because I want to see what are they going to do? Is it just going to be the standard build to, to Lashley? Even if it is, I'm down for that match. I'm very excited for that individual contest, but I think it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, okay, now the rumble's a lot more interesting because okay, Brock and Brock and Lashley. Okay. Who the hell's going to walk out here? Brock wins. Now I'm really confused. I don't know what the hell is happening there. Do, do, so there's just so many elements that are, that are so fluid right now. And I'm, I'm I am banking on Roman coming back. Right. And this COVID thing is a short term. Let's, let's pray that that is the case from just not only from a, a storyline perspective but from a performer perspective you know i mean he's the you know he's the best he's the number one guy in the, in the world right now so you have to have him but um lots of fluidity to it and it for me this is what this is when wwe gets fun is when you get to this point when we're on the road to mania where you go how are they going to get the best card possible right like how are we going to get these matchups everyone's like okay i'm strapped in how are we going to get to that edge brian reigns 
triple threat mm-hmm. that I'm actively giddy over. Like, what do we, how do we get there? So it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's interesting for sure. Give me a rate this show. I think it's a B minus C plus type show be, with yeah. the, with the title change. And I thought you had a couple good matches, but I didn't think anything was all that spectacular. Yeah. Nothing uh, memorable outside of Brock. Just like, you know, no one's going to remember the show if nothing <laughs> else major happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Cage Mansion has a 7.09. Yeah. I'd have like a seven out of ten, so yeah. like the scale would be like a C, C, C plus. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah, that's kind of where fine. I was at. Yeah, it's um, not too bad. All right, let's shift focus here. Let's stop talking WWE. Let's talk AEW here, and then we'll talk Wrestle Kingdom to kind of end the show. Yeah. Um, AEW is moving to TBS this week, so if you guys are avid TNT Dynamite or avid AEW Dynamite watchers, they're no longer on TNT. They're moving to TBS. So make sure you change your DVR ahead of time. And you're definitely going to want to make sure you switch this week because this card is stacked. Um, they're really going full. This is a pay-per-view worthy card, at least the tent poles of the event. You're, you're yeah, a couple really, matches are pretty. Yeah, they're really, really loading up on this. Um, I believe Rampage is still staying on TNT, same time slot. Um, Dynamite is just moving from TNT to TBS um, permanently. Still same time slot, Wednesday, 8 p.m., all that good stuff. Um, but let's just go through here. First, let me before we get through the card though, thoughts on them moving to TBS. Do you care? Is it does it do anything to you? Does it ruin your day? Does it make you upset that you got to change channels? Anything at all outside of just making sure that people understand that hey, they're not on TNT anymore? Yeah, no, I I usually watch Dynamite the day after, yeah, with no commercials mm-hmm. and like no TV timeouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like like the, the streaming thing I use it just like it says, oh, we're going to commercial, and it never cuts to commercial. Like, it just, like, goes through, and you get to watch, like, the picture-in-picture, but in, like, full picture. Mm. Like, it's just no commercial or anything. Yeah. And then they say, we're co- we're back, even though they yeah, leave. Yeah. Never left. But uh, <laughs> they never left, but it's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, so I usually watch it the day after anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no real change. I, I, for no sure. real change. They just don't get my ratings. Yeah. Damn it. Sorry. Damn it. You lose your point zero 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 one for me. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, one household gone. Um, yeah let's go through the let's go through the big matches here on this show as we kind of preview i we don't normally do this but i do think it's i think it's prudent you don't see you know raw hasn't moved from anywhere to usa in years now it's been a long time um and if they do we'll go over it because i'm sure they'll load the show but um you know the the (laughs) aw is really trying to you know make this like we're going to try to really pop a number here with this, Mm. this show so lots of intrigue here and i think this show has got potential to have a lot of volatility yep so um our first match we'll start the match here so we got lucha bros taking on jurassic hold on mike you're cutting out a little bit hold on mike you're cutting out a little bit scoot over a little bit in front of your mic yeah there you go oh my bad okay yeah all good yeah so we got lucha bros taking on uh jurassic express jungle boy and luchasaurus okay for the tag team titles yep um do you think this is the moment for lucha express like I, I do not big big show new network new t- new channel right fans are back mm-hmm. you still think this is still not the moment for 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 them to finally get that big win on tv where you go jungle boy did it they did it yeah blah blah blah. you know the Zack want- Ryder winning the u.s title yeah one of those moments there, there's there's still one more tag team i want the lucha bros to face okay possibly on pay-per-view before they drop these titles okay so I want them to wait for that. Okay. All right. Pride and powerful from Inner Circle. I think they'd have a banger at Revolution. Oh yeah, they would. If they had a good match, and then and then let Jungle Boy take it right after. 
Okay. So, and so I think you should think take their moment. So, I don't think this is their moment. I got Lucha Rose. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Mm. I'm only take, because I'm gonna only because I'm like selfish. I want pride. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna match, take Jurassic but. Express. I think I think this is a time where you could definitely do it and have some interference from FTR, where you have FTR versus the Lucha Bros with the Triple A tag titles again. There's a lot of variability there. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take. Him. Uh, next, we got Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. This match will so, be five minutes, and Malachi wins clean. Yep, and he will absolutely dismantle Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, it's gonna kick um, right off. I, although yeah. I would be into, I don't don't be shocked to see Brody King debut that night too. Yes, because yes. he's signed. He's gonna shocked. be in, he's gonna be in the House of Black. They're a tag team already in PWG. I would mm-hmm. I would not be shocked in the slightest. They're already teasing him on TV too. So yeah. uh, next we got Ruby Soho taking out Jay Cargill in the AEW TBS Title Tournament Final to crown the first ever TBS Champion. So um, this match for me. There's two ways of thinking, and now I have the WWE way of thinking where the favorite should be Jade Cargill to win this match. However, if it was WWE, they never do that. They always go the other person, and you go, mm-hmm. why, why? Why not just give it to the person that should be the first person? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what AEW is going to do because AEW kind of does it but doesn't like – they had Rio win the women's, but Nyla Rose was clearly supposed to be the one I felt like that they were going to go mm-hmm. with. But then Cody was clearly the favorite for the TNT title, and he definitely won it. Jericho, same kind of thing. Um, I'm gonna but then say, SCU wasn't really the favorite, but then yeah, they wanted yeah, to, like so they thought, kind of okay, like well, the Young Bucks loser. I'm like, okay, well, they're gonna give it to the Lucha Bros, then they're the best tag team. Nope, SCU wins. You go, what? Why? Why are we doing this? So I'm gonna say Jade Cargo wins this match. I think she should get it. I think it's the right person. I think she goes through, you know, um, she gets a little bit of help beating Thunder Rosa, so it keeps Thunder Rosa strong. So it's an easy way to get to a title match pretty much immediately. Um I think they've been basically priming her for this. And I think it's, I think, I think that's where they're going to go. Yeah. No, I think she's going to win and she's going to hold it to like double or nothing or so. Yeah. And then she loses it and then she'll she's fight for Baker for the title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I so mean, this is, a and I think, I think Ruby Soho is a perfect person to like take it off of her. Oh yeah. In like sure. three months. Anybody can. Um, and this thing, she's yeah. big, she's inexperienced. Right. So it's an easy way to play the, Oh, she rolled her up and she just did something. She taught, jay cargill a move you know mm-hmm. a la brett austin 96 and survivor series so it's like it's one of those situations to where it's not the world title right so you don't have to put a title on her and think she's not ready for this spot mm-hmm. but she can still be she can still have a championship and you can still feature her on television because she's the future of their division at the end of the day mm-hmm. if she becomes their charlotte everyone's going to be thrilled so in this in this case, having a veteran like Ruby Soho in there with her to lead her through, and that's going to be key for her reign is having people that are better than her, who are more experienced, to let her shine is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. So I think this match is going to be really good. Actually, I think Ruby's going to get a lot out of her, and she's going to win the title. Okay, um, I got MJF versus question marks because he has a opponent that is unnamed as of right now. Okay, MJF wins. Sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe it's Wardlow. Maybe he comes out and he's answers. That'd be awesome. I would thing, love that. And then you have a full turn for Wardlow. Um, and then obviously your main event for the world title, Adam Page taking out Brian Danielson, part two. It's part one. Wasn't enough. <laughs> 60 minutes. Just feel like we just did um, this. Oh, wait, we did. Yeah, we literally uh, just did this like three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, um, Mike, I'm going to let you lead this one, buddy, because I don't know. Um, so I'm going to take... Gotta be I don't think, major. yeah, 
got to be. You think it has to be? See, I, I think, think Adam I think, Page wins. No, I think it has to be. Because why do it then? Why do it so fast? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You know um, but I mean? I'm like, going... that, that's my only logic behind it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Adam Page wins because I think he can't have a three week title reign. <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, I think Adam Page wins. Oh, I think beating Brian's a huge, huge umph. I wish this match had, I don't know if it has no time limit. I wish they would put a no time limit. Cause I'm like, how do you go 60 minutes the first time? And then this match is going to end in like 39 minutes. I go, how did that happen with like, no stipulation? You, I, like, yeah. like how'd you end him faster this time than the first time? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really funny to look back after and go, I don't know how that happened, mm-hmm. but I have Adam Page winning because Page. I just think Brian and has they to. don't do three weeks title reigns. I don't feel like unless you want to shock everyone. Yeah, I just I just, just think possible. similar to the day one, you know, I think they are going to, and now I have jungle. I just realized I just have Jurassic Express also in the tag title. So apparently it's the best show ever. Um, but in my mind, I look at it and I go, they're trying to make a big splash. They're loading up this card. You got the TBS championship, got tag titles on the line. You've got MGF showing up. You're going to have, I'm sure Sting will somehow make an appearance because it's that what they do. And Punk will mm-hmm. probably be there as well to do something. Um, they're going to try to do as much as they can to pop a huge number and give everything they got for this show outside of Kenny's showing up, right? So like with that being said, to me, it's like you're doing this match again. I just don't see how you can just go, okay, we're going to do this match again. And then hangman just beats him because now you go, okay, cool. We're, we're going off the air. We, we don't have a new champion. Now, if the new, if you're going off the air and the TBS title main events or something stupid, then that's mm-hmm. one thing I guess, but I think that's really poor planning. I don't think that, I think this match should main event. I don't know how you feel about yeah, it. See, I'm, I'm in that same boat. I kind of yeah. in the boat where, if they open, yeah, it's a lot less. Adam Page probably wins, right? So but if they close about day one, yeah, yeah, I think if they close the show, I think there's a strong chance that Brian could win. I just and you can, see, yeah, and I think I think you could throw the argument that since Japan is closed off for the most part right now, I think because Brian went to AEW because he wants to be in New Japan, like he wants to work with New Japan a lot. But since he can't really go over there at whim right now, right. I wouldn't be shocked if he wins the title holds it to like double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then once Japan allows people just kind of go through whatever they want, yeah. then Brian kind of loses it and then goes yeah. over there. But since he kind of stuck here, he's like, I might as well win the title, put yeah. on a great match with Adam Cole at that revolution and then yeah. kind of roll off, you know? Yeah. So. I just, for me, I, I just, you know, like I said, I just don't understand the necessity then of waiting if you are, uh, or I mean of, of shotgunning this again and then mm-hmm. not having a title change because if you're like, oh well, the first one wasn't enough. We're, we're going to do a re- we're going to do a second one, but we're not going to do it on pay per view. And you go, okay. So does that mean we're going to get a third one? You have to have a finish, by the way, in this match. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I'm going to be pissed because mm-hmm. now you're just you're just screwing with me now. And it's like, it's the old Vern Gagne adage of, well, we didn't need Hogan to win to beat Nick Bockwinkel. We could just did it again and drew a bigger house. Do it again, and drew a bigger house. I go, yeah, but at some point, fans are going to get pissed off that you're just not giving me a resolution to the mm-hmm. conflict. So. There has to be a finish here. There, ha- I just, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where I definitely could, I, honestly, with the way Hangman's story has has progressed as well, I think you could easily see Brian beat him, and everyone's just like, oh my gosh, I can't. Like he worked so hard to get there, and they just took it away from him, right? And I think then on the second, I could even see it where he, you know, they like go to a fun, or you know, Page puts his career online, something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And you know. 
and then he wins it back from him, you know, kind of thing where it's like, he's got to go through. It's like, he, he made it to the mountaintop and then immediately they just took him right back off. Like they, t- mm-hmm. they took it from us, you know, almost just give it right back. I don't know. I just think Brian wins. I think he's doing great work. And I think that you, you I don't think you do this rematch this fast just to then have him retain. Just doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. So I'm not going to be yeah. mad. I, way. I, I see. This is one yeah. of those where I like both. There's a lot of like yeah. WWE matches where I go, I would hate that outcome. Yeah. yeah if that sure. happened yeah. like this one, I'm like, I would generally like, yeah, I, yeah outcome, I'm not, so. yeah, I'm not, I don't necessarily would be like, yeah, Brian won. And I'd be like, Oh, that's really cool. Brian won the title. All right. Let's see where we go. But if Paige wins, it goes, okay, well then I guess Brian's done. Mm-hmm. And now I guess we're going to wait to see what happens. And another reason why too, I think is where they may have to go to a third match. And this is why Brian wins it here. And then Paige could take it back in short order is like some of the other challengers that would be like, Kenny's gone, right? He's recouping, yeah. right? Miro is, is working through injury right now as well. You know, Darby is doing stuff with punk and sting and against peoples. And then Adam Cole is doing stuff with, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish again, which I'm loving, mm-hmm. right? So you've got that. So I feel like trios titles are coming quickly as well. So it's just like you got a lot of, of your big stars all kind of busy doing other things, which is great from a show perspective. You're like, oh, everyone's in something that means something. But at the same time, you go, you really only have two guys for the title right now. And mm-hmm. it's it's punk, it's it's Brian and, and and Paige. So it's like almost like, okay, let's have the title change, and then we can get one more match out of this at Revolution for the title page went the mm-hmm. back and we're rolling kind of thing. So I don't know. That, that's just, what's that's not in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is gonna be a great show though. I'm really looking forward oh, yeah. to it. I, I really hope that they just, they tear the house down and everything. Cause I think you could see a lot of changing of the guard very much what WWE is trying to do. Like, okay, Brock's champion. You have to tune in now to see what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> Similar to this. It's like TNT, you're moving to TBS new champions crown, you know, you're, you're a new championship officially, you know, activated and all that good stuff. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of shifting around that can happen. So it's going to yeah. be fun. I agree. Uh, all right. Let's talk wrestle kingdom. Uh, just as Mike kind of pulls up the cards here, let's just give a brief background Right, wrestle kingdom. We talk about it every year. It's the only real new Japan show that we talk about. Honestly, like, I don't even know if we need to talk about the January 8th show. Cause that's just all tags and like dream matches between no, yeah, yeah, no one no. cares. Um, but basically, Wrestle Kingdom is, is WrestleMania in Japan, right? New Japan Pro Wrestling is the biggest company. Yeah, it's, it's one of the best individual wrestling shows you can watch. If you're a pure wrestling fan and you're just all about the action, you're all about hard-hitting, fast-paced, just like, oh my goodness, like from it's, bell to bell. Yeah, I look at it as either like old like black and gold NXT or what yeah. AEW kind of gives you in ring, yeah. but with a lot less talking. Like they yeah. don't talk. They don't have any like promos really yeah. outside of their press conferences. It's some of the best wrestling and after. Yeah. But you're, yeah, the, it's just yeah. pure wrestling. Like, yeah. all the and time. and if, you, if that's what you want, you know, they stack the card literally from least important to most important. So you're, you are just, you better buckle up and just, yeah, it just gets better and better generally there, as, as sit the card there and feel the G's, man, because you're just going to be in for a ride. And this show is no different. So, um, we're going to go through, you're probably going to hear some names that you don't recognize, but that's okay. Like I said, if you're interested, it's on New Japan World. Um, subscription is like 10 bucks. Go ahead, mm-hmm. just buy it for the show, even though it's on January 4th and 5th. Um, it's at like 2 a.m. in the morning, so you'll probably have to watch it the next day. So try to avoid spoilers because it's Japan time. Um, mm-hmm. It's their biggest show of the year, though. All the big names that we talk about on AEW and some even in WWE, they've all worked these shows Adam Coles, the Young Buck, Kenny Omegas, all those guys. They've worked it, you know, so it's it's a big show. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, it's that's everything you could want. 
Yeah. All right. So we, uh, oh, that was cool. Uh, we start our opening match on night one. We got um, former tag team, now bitter rivals. Bitter rivals. Uh, Yo versus Show in a special singles match. And everybody just went, and I don't want to care. I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Show wins because sure. I think he's stronger of the two. These first like five are just going to. Like yeah, we're gonna fly through. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Keep going. Yep. We have a we have a six man tag between Rocky Romero, Taguchi, and Roshi Tanahashi taking on El Fantasma, Tanahashi Ishimori, and Kenta. So we got Bullet Club versus Chaos. So I'm just gonna go Bullet Club and yeah, yeah. I I, I was like, wow, Tanahashi a six man. I'm like, oh, but they're gonna set up the next night. No, they have a night two. Yeah, so yeah, it's like right, it's like him right. and yeah. Kenta on night two. So yeah, that makes all sense. of these are set up matches for the next night, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we got Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito taking on Will Ospreay, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb in his six-man tag. So you got the United, yeah, the United Empire, Empire versus yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I also going to keep you're going to keep you're going to keep Osprey as hot as possible. Going, it is also interesting though because I feel like the United Empire just got created and they also kind of have tension now. Yeah, like very quickly. Yeah. So that's very fun to look at. But um, I just don't see. I don't see. I don't see Osprey losing. Until at least until he loses night two, if that's their plan. If, if he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where the show I feel like really kicks off here. So we mm-hmm. got the special singles match. We got Shibata returning. Yep. But he has no named opponent yet, so I guess we can kind of theorize who you want the opponent to be. Well, Shibata's and gonna if, win, and Shibata's gonna win regardless. But. Yeah. It, so, so to put this in for American fans, right? Shibata coming back is kind of like Edge coming back. At, you know, he had a mm-hmm. big injury. Uh, no one thought he was going to come back, but Shibata was really kind of coming into his own, and then he got hurt. Edge, on the other hand, was already a multi-time world champion, so a little bit different, but similar injuries, um, similar like where you just kind of go out of nowhere. You go, oh, that really sucks, um, mm-hmm. and it's a big hole in your roster. Shibata coming back is 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 a big deal, and I hope that he's actively back. Like, that'd be really mm-hmm. good to see. Um, but yeah, he's going to win in, against whoever he faces. It'll be. A, yeah. I don't think it'll be very long even. I don't either. So I think Shibata wins. So I guess we yeah. Shibata wins over whoever. Yeah. All right. Fifth match, we got uh, Tomohiro Ishii, the never openweight champion versus Evil, which is a match where I love Ishii, but Evil just does not move the needle for me. So I'm going to take, bit. not even a little bit. So I'm taking Ishii 100%. If Evil wins, I'll be sad. I'm actually going to think, ah, I got a lot of heels winning. Because it's only the first defense, dude. Usually yeah. Japan doesn't do yeah. first pence loses often. Winning today though too, because I kind of think Evil actually takes it because Ishii is like never open point champion. Ishii it's like peanut butter and jelly at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's like always a champ. Um, screw it, I'll take Evil just to be different. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, just why not? All right. uh, next we got the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Match. We got Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, who were the winners of the World Tag League. Taking on uh, Zach Zaber Jr. and Tai Chi in their second defense as tag champs. Yep. Um, I have Zaber and Tai Chi retaining because I I've like actually, them. I, I think I've actually got Goto and uh, Num Nuts Yo, winning it. Yeah. yeah, I think okay. I think they're going to win it. Um, Techers have been tag champ basically all year for the most part. Yeah, they um, lost it once for yeah, like they, yeah, they a show. It, yeah, and they, they won right, right back. back. Um, so I think they win here. World Tag League winners, their baby faces, you know, I think give Yoshihashi an actual big win, you know, mm-hmm. over a tag team. And the tag titles, they're so fluid a lot of times where like they can win it and then, you know, a month later they drop it right back and then I wonder, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. And you just kind of roll with it, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to say the World Tag League winners get the win here. Okay. I have champions retained, so that's fun. Yep. Uh, uh, co-main event for night one, we got the uh, junior heavyweight championship match. Yep. So we got... Um, 
Hiromu Takahashi, who is the best of the Super Junior winner, taking on El Desperado, who is the champion with his first defense. Um, I would personally love to see Takahashi win, mm-hmm. but I think El Desperado will retain. Yeah, I actually would prefer. I'm gonna Des- go with that. I think I think I'd actually like to see Desperado win. I Takahashi is so much like it's like Kashida at this point. Uh, you yeah, know, we just where it. it's like where it's like he wins it, but it's like it doesn't like oh okay cool you know it, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it didn't really do anything for me. So I'm gonna say that. Let's just hope that you know I, I like to see new blood you know get a run with it every once in a while. So I know this is mm-hmm. Desperado's I think second run with the title, mm-hmm. um, but I, I would like to see him kind of. I think it's gonna be a big win for him, you know, okay. overall. So sure, why not? And then our main event for night one, we got Shingo Takagi taking on Kazushka Okada, uh, who was the G131 Climax winner yep. this past year. Um, Shingo's been champ this, for a long time, by the way. Shingo's been champ since, I believe, June yeah. when he took the title. I think he took it at Dominion in yep. June or around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, beating Okada. This one's, yeah, beating Okada for it. I think this one's very interesting. Yes. Because I think when you look at the main event at night two, you know what Shingo and Will Ospreay bring to the table because all their matches are always phenomenal. Yep. But do you want Okada versus Osprey more? Yeah, and we saw that I, last year. And we saw at, it last year. Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. Which was just a special singles. Mm-hmm. I think they go Shingo because I don't think they do the... Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any chance of like a one-day title change. Like I think yeah. it's going to be Shingo who's the long-reigning champion versus Osprey. So you have Osprey That's coming a, out of this the whole thing. Okay. Well, um, not, not officially, but I don't yeah. think they would like go Shingo to Okada to possibly Osprey right away. Yeah, right. Like, I think Shingo is a long That's champion, mm-hmm. and then, like, he can win or Osprey can win, and it makes sense. To have Okada winning, he would not win, or, like, having a one-day thing. What's weird is I almost feel like – it's funny that we're on such different pages with this because I'm looking at it from the opposite side of, like, okay, if, if like, Okada wins – Do you think Okada Ospre- just takes it through? No, I actually think there's a one-day change, and here's why. Because in my mind, I look at it, I almost wish that they would have saved Okada at the end to mm-hmm. night two. And the reason for this is because I feel like Osprey needs that win over Okada. So yes, I agree. In, in my mind, I look at it as Okada beats Shingo, gets his win back from Shingo beating him for the title originally. And then Osprey beats Okada later. I guess we're going into night two already, but like, because then he goes, not only I, I beat you, I beat. The same, you know, I couldn't beat you at Wrestle Kingdom, right? You were the number one guy. I'm the number one guy. I'm going to beat you for it because he beat mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi for the title, right? He didn't beat Okada yes. for the title, he didn't beat Tanahashi for the title. He beat Kota. So it's like now for Osprey to really restart this run as mm-hmm. champion again, I think him beating Okada means so much more than him beating Shingo. I agree, which is why See, I yeah. wish they would have done it Shingo versus Osprey. And then yeah. the winner faces because then Osprey just goes and beats Shingo, faces Okada, and you get beats over one stone. But yeah, I yeah see, I think I think Shingo wins. Yeah, I, I think we have the end result on night two. I think Shingo wins. I think Osprey wins, and yeah. Okada is like the first the guy first out. Guy. It's like yeah, it's like next show mm-hmm. or New Japan Cup or wherever they have this yeah, match. Yeah. He's like first challenger for it. Yeah, because he's like I beat you last year, and I can. Yeah, I'm interested to see Osprey as a run with world title because. His promo yeah. style is not great, but in Japan, it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's weird. I, I thought it was a little bit premature to give him the title the first time, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm just interested to see where they go. It's it's kind of hard. I feel like sometimes Gato just kind of like defaults. And he's like, ah, we can always just give it to Okada and it and it yes. just works. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's also that variable. It's very much a la Cena, for my opinion, where it's it like, is. we can just give it to Cena and we know he'll draw. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder about that temptation as well, where it's like Okada beats Shingo, he beats Osprey, and he goes, see, I'm still the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I there's a lot of there's a lot of variability there. But let's get let's go on. So I'm gonna say Okada beats Shingo, you're gonna say Shingo beats Okada. Yes. And, okay. Yeah, sure. And, and then we'll go into the main event. Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah. So uh, to prepared, start, that match is going to be a banger, though. That's going to be a heavy hitting <laughs> wolf, man. They're going to yes. kill each other that day. Uh, night two, we got the uh, opening match. We got a three way for the junior heavyweight tag team championship. Yep. We got Tiger Mask and Robin Eagles for the They'll be taking on Rocky Romero and Taguchi, Challenger, mm-hmm. and Alfred and Tyson Mori, Challenger. Um, I think champions retain, yeah. but I wouldn't be shocked if Bullet Club wins because they love Bullet Club. Actually, here you go. Yeah, that's this is a weird. But one. I think champions retain though. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take that. That's fine with me. Sure. I like Robbie Eagles. Yes. So we have a so there's a Stardom special tag match between four women on the show, and it's not even like a pre-show. Like that's just a pre-show. Hold on, your mic's cutting out again. Hold on. Scoot oh my bad. There you go. Sorry. Um, yeah. So we got uh, Starlight Kid and Maya Iwatana taking out Saya <laughs> and Tom Nakano. <laughs> you guys aren't using to see of... a video of this, but Mike just shook his head. He went, there's no way I'm getting this last name right. Yeah, Let's I'm go not, this uh, route. I don't care. It doesn't really yeah. matter to me. Yes, any, so yeah. Stardom female match that's going to be on the main card. Sure. So that's a match. A team's going to win, and they're both going to be ladies. That's Oh, oh. Did we lose Mike? Oh boy, I may have lost Mike here. Oh, 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 there we go. We got you back. Okay. Oh, All right. right. Te- technical difficulties, folks. It happens sometimes with Zoom, but okay, we're back. We're Unstable. back. Anyway, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's go. Uh, let's go through here. Yeah, women's tag match. Who cares? It's, there's no yep. titles online, so. All right, so we got the never open weight six man tag team championship match. The yeah, stole a thing. Ugh. The challengers. We got Yo Yoshihashi and Herky Goto. Taking on the champions of show, Yushi Takahashi and Evil. So I think champions retain. Sure. Why not? Either way. And I think Yoshiashi of Goto, if they do win the tag championships, yeah. I think it's even more of a card. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, we got two special singles matches here. So we got Sonata taking on Great Okan. So we got LIJ versus United Empire. Sonata. I think Sonata, Sonata wins by a lot. Yeah. And then we got Naito versus Jeff Cobb, which I think is. Way more up in the air, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Cobb wins. I think so too, win. actually. I think I think so. it means more for Cobb than it would for Naito. Yeah, Naito's done everything. This card is lacking a little bit as years yeah. pass. They're really, I mean, Great Ocon, no offense, but that does not move the needle for me in, in the, the slightest. slightest. Yeah. Um, we got co-main event. We got Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Penta in a no disqualification match, mm-hmm. where I think good. Penta probably retains after winning the title. Yeah. Oh boy. This is a tough one for me. Cause once again, it's like, Oh, we can always just give it to Tanahashi. We can always mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? And, and, and Kenta's got the win early, but it's a no DQ match. Yeah. I'll say Kenta retains. Yeah. And we enter our main event where we have the winner of night one taking on Will Ospreay. So I have Shingo, you've got Okada yep. taking on Will Ospreay. And yeah. I think no matter what, Will Ospreay wins. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I, I just think they're they're just gonna try to go back and like all right let's just redo it let's start over and let's just get mm-hmm. back to what we were gonna try to do before 
Um, two things I'm noticing about these cards. So number one, there is a massive lack of another big fight field outside of the world title match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is where the, the lack of the IC title is drastically missed here. And number two, I miss Jay White and I wish he was on this card. But that's just me personally. I really do. I oh, just, and Kota Bushi, he's on there. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah, that's the other one. It's like, I just feel like like the top end of these cards, while they're going to be, the, the title matches are going to be good, but like some of this other stuff, like you're really scraping. Like I only, honestly, if they didn't do this two world title match thing, they could have condensed this down to one card. And oh, I don't yeah. think anybody would have been upset by it. Like you could yeah. add all your title matches, had a special single for Shibata, had a special single for um, Naito and Jeff and Cobb. Cobb. And you would and nine matches have been done, yeah, exactly. So, this is not nearly as strong as years past, especially the last mm-hmm. two years, last three years, actually. Um, but overall, I think it's still going to be a really good show. You're still going to see a lot of good action, just not, um, not anything that's going to like you're going to write home about, unless it's probably the world titles. Mm-hmm. I think those are going to be the two things that really steal the show. Hopefully, we get some returns. You know, like I said, I miss Jay White, I miss Coda, I miss those guys. I, they need, they need yeah. some. I really hope I really hope that once um hopefully sometime through the year yeah like Japan can open up like hundred percent fully yeah. and I hope like next Wrestle Kingdom we have a lot more like AEW or Ring of Honor inclusion into this show Agreed. because if you throw if you go throw guys like Daniel Bryan and yeah you know maybe like an Adam Cole or Kenny or Young Bucks or whatever and just kind of spurs them through the card or John Moxley or any of these guys that are on AEW normally and you just sprinkle them through the card a little bit I think this card becomes a hundred times better than what it is when you're only using your new japan roster you're very limited in yeah the stuff that you can move around a lot of the outside outside talent that you usually have for these shows to kind of make it feel special like you're you don't Mm -hmm. even have we don't have god on this show no like which is crazy to me to think of that that you don't even have tama and and, uh so you're like wow like that that's a that, that tells you something right that like the the pandemic is really hitting on a whole nother level. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be it for this week's show though, guys, lots of wrestling action this week. Next week, we're going to be talking some more NFL uh, stuff, right? We're going to be kind of getting ready for the playoffs. Lots of, lots of interesting matchups there as we kind of see everything kind of play out. Um, you know, we'll probably, obviously we'll check in at, on AEW for sure on the results of, the, of uh, their move to TBS um, and any other big news coming around in the sports world. So that's going to be it for this week's show guys on behalf of the missing whale man, he is the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka, and we will see you guys as always next time.